Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Antonio and today on the show, we haven't heard much about the Lakers coaching search, but we have heard about some of the names that are being interviewed in for other jobs around the league. So what to make of that, as well as a quick little kind of report, pseudo report on what the Lakers are aware of heading into their own coaching search. So the Sacramento Kings had an opening already. The Charlotte Hornets created one by surprising everybody and firing James Borrego. And, you know, obviously we know about the Lakers. The Kings have started or, or have leaked the list of candidates that they are going to interview. So Shams Karani reported it's going to be Mike D'Antoni and Mark Jackson um, who are going to be interviewing with them. And then Adrian Wojnarowski said uh, that the Kings are, their list includes uh, Mike Brown, Steve Clifford, Darvin Ham, Charles Lee, Will Hardy. Um, so you know, we, the Kings appear to be going about this about as intelligently as you can, right? You cast a wide net, you interview as many people as possible, and you narrow it down after those interviews. Um, and, you know, based on which other coaches become available over the course of the postseason, and you try to pounce quickly, especially if you're the Kings, on the candidate that you want, right? So you try to make an offer that uh, the the coach is willing to pass up on other potential opportunities to take, and and you move quickly there. The Lakers, in theory, you would normally say, yeah, they can maybe take their time a little bit. They're the kind of job that coaches would wait for. That might not necessarily be the case. We know that isn't the case based on the way things went the last time the Lakers tried to hire a coach or were in the process of hiring a coach. Monty Williams was a candidate for the Lakers job, and he basically said, you know what, I'm not waiting around. I'm just going to go and take this Phoenix job. And we have seen, by the way, how that has worked out in Phoenix for Monty and for the Suns. Missed opportunity there by the Lakers as they drug their feet on that one. Um, and, you know, I, I think that was the case previously with a an organization that was better perceived, I think, back then compared to where it is now. So the Lakers might not have the luxury of sitting around and waiting or, or, or being as thorough as they want and thinking that all of these coaches are just going to sit around and wait for them to make their decision. Um, we know definitively that was not the case a few years ago. And look, the Lakers probably pissed off and, and made some people wonder about how the Lakers are, are capable of handling things, um, not just regarding coaching, but just in general, like how professional the Lakers are as an organization. Um, because of how things went down with Frank, dude wins a championship for them, gets a sham extension, and, uh, you know, was basically a lame duck, lame duck coach all year and found out that he was getting fired, uh, you know, even, even, even if it wasn't actually the case. I would, I would imagine that Frank knew by the time Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out 37 seconds after the Lakers season ended that the Lakers um, are planning to fire Frank Vogel. I would imagine that Frank knew at that time. But still, in terms of public perception, Everybody watching that is like, oh, so you guys are willing to do that to a coach who won you a championship. How are you going to treat me here, right? So uh, that that impacts the way that this job is looked at. The other thing, too, is Phil Jackson said it. 
uh, way, way back in the day about uh, other, other stars that he had to coach. And he said there is no worse experience in coaching than trying to coach a dwindling superstar. And whether that's LeBron, you know, clearly who is past his prime, I think, at this point. Um, and while it was insane that he was able to have a season offensively that he had this year, um, we did see his body break down now for the second straight season. Um, Anthony Davis, freak injuries notwithstanding, and how you wanted to find those injuries notwithstanding, he has also missed considerate, uh, considerable time over the last couple seasons. So is he a dwindling superstar too? So do you want to, as a coach, go into a situation where you're going to have the expectations that come with coaching LeBron and Anthony Davis, but you might not have prime, you won't have prime LeBron, and you might not even have prime Anthony Davis. So for those top-level head coaches, how are they looking at this job? That's something that you're really going to have to come back to. The other thing that's really interesting, and this is from Jovan Buha, is the Lakers are apparently aware that fans weren't thrilled with how the coaching search went. So there's a few different directions to take that. In a recent mailbag for The Athletic, Buha wrote, quote, I think it depends on the coaching candidate. The Lakers are aware their last coaching pursuit prompted backlash, both from the fans and around the league, and I think they're going to do their best not to repeat the same mistakes. They need to come correct with years and money. So, when it, when it comes to fans, I'm sure the Lakers have heard the complaints. Why didn't you just pay up for Ty Lu and you wouldn't be in the situation that you find yourself in uh, a- after having fired Frank Vogel? And then around the league, coaches are probably kind of wondering, do they have funny money over there? Because, like, are they going to pay us in Bitcoin and crypto? Like, how, what kind of contract am I looking at here from the Lakers that... It, you know, basically spent an entire season telling everybody that money was kind of a central issue when it came to building the team and running the organization. So, you know, for for both of those things, the Lakers have some very serious questions to answer with the fans. They have to prove once again to a fan base that is probably pretty sick of hearing about luxury taxes and hearing about uh, PPP loans that, that, uh, you know, they had to turn in after it was found out that they were the only NBA team to ask for them and get them granted. Uh, the, the This fan base, by, and, and look, the other thing too is this fan base is watching Alex Caruso play really, really well in a playoff setting, something that everybody who watched him with the Lakers kind of knew he was capable of all along. And the only reason he's not doing that for the Lakers this year is, you know, in, in a lot of people's mind is because of financial restrictions that the Lakers were operating under. We do know that it was a combination of the Lakers undervaluing Caruso as a player and, uh, you know, the, the money did play a role here. But the fact that money did play a role in the middle of a title window, like that's going to be something, If it, it's now a trend, right? They didn't want to pay up and pay Ty Lue the kind of money that he anticipated as a former champion level head coach. Um, they did want to give him the extra year on his contract. So yeah, the, the fan base is pissed about the Lakers frugalities. The coaches around the league are concerned about those same frugalities. And if they are going to continue and if the Lakers, the 
NBA's marquee franchise are just never going to be financially competitive with the C- the Steve Ballmers, the Joe Size, the uh, Joe Lacobs. Like if if you're a head coach and you have Lakers expectations on your back and you are fighting an uphill battle against teams that are capable and willing to spend more than the team that you're going to be coaching, that is something that is always going to impact the kind of coaches that they're going to be able to hire. So, uh, look, it was a relatively quiet weekend. We still have a long ways to go as we find out which coaches are actually going to be available, um, which coaches the Lakers are going to be talking to. Uh, We haven't found that out yet, but I think as we're learning, the Lakers know that they have to get this right. Everybody around the league knows that the Lakers have to get this right. And uh, the fan base knows that this is kind of the Lakers' first test here as they try to turn around a, a... franchise that has frankly been in free fall since they won a championship. My last point on this is something that has come up uh, a few times while I've been watching Winning Time. And look, it is a dramatized situation. It was a different league back then. Um, So it was a lot easier to just basically say, go get the best person and make it work financially afterward, right? Um, But Dr. Jerry Buss has been adamant throughout the depiction of this uh, series, you know, basically I don't care what it's going to cost. I don't care what kind of hold this puts me in moving forward. We have to go hire the best people at every position here and uh, build our organization out that way. Um, Ties back to the Lakers didn't matter as much back then to Jerry Buss. He was a brand new owner. So there were no ties back to the Lakers for him, right? Jerry West stuck around after he quit as head coach because he felt a loyalty to the Lakers. And I'm sure uh, Dr. Buss was happy to have Jerry West around in that in some kind of fashion here. But at the end of the day, what mattered a lot more to the Lakers back then in their hiring practices was, are you really, really, really good at this job? Can you prove that you are better than everybody else at this job? And it seems now the Lakers have shifted away from that and more to Jeannie Buss basically asking herself at every turn when it comes to hiring people and keeping people in the organization, do I trust you, right? And that is the first question that gets asked of all of these candidates. Do I trust you? Can I trust you? Can I continue to trust you moving forward? Um, Rather than, hey, are you good at what you do? And the Lakers need to move back to a, 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 a focus on people who are really good at their job. And even if it costs some of the trust factor that Jeannie clearly prioritizes in running her organization. Um, so a lot, again, on the line here as the Lakers make these decisions. And it's going to be incredibly telling about the next era of, of Lakers basketball as they learn from the disaster that was this last season. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Make sure you guys check out the tent. Can you dig it, guys? As they uh, continue to look at the playoffs that have happened to this point and uh, see what the Lakers can maybe learn from them. 
They uh, are going to take a look at the these same kind of rumors that we just talked about here a second ago, I would imagine, too. So check out uh, Jacob and Christian on Can You Dig It? And then stay tuned for a really exciting week and weeks, plural, ahead as we continue to cover the Lakers learning from their mistakes and the teams around the league that are willing to teach the Lakers those lessons as often as they possibly can. Until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.